This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, thanks for hanging out with us at the Chan Asin Dinner Theater stage at the My Talk booth. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia for the next three hours here. And boy, guys, did we have fun at that concert last night, huh? Oh, my We sure gosh. did. Tim McGraw, let me tell you, if there were 12,480 people there, at least half of them went home pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he? that guy is sex on a cowboy stick. Isn't he was he something? I mean, the collective gasp of all the women. And he's so muscular. And he had a great... Uh, like he had a, like a sleeveless tank. tank top. It was gray. Painted on jeans. And even though he had nice this... nice belt buckle. Oh, gold, real nice. And it was just painted in all the right tight places. I mean, I don't know how he gets on. I'd love to see that, YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he... His band was so fun, too. They were. And he had this scruff of a beard. And so, like, at first you're like, oh, you always think of him as clean cut. And then he said he's filming something right now. And it's 1883, the Yellowstone prequel Prequel. produced by Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend. uh, Who, of course, this Mm -hmm. little smitten kitten, Julia, Um, yesterday was, like, intent on getting, breaking up his marriage. I was not, Lori. Licking your lips. I wanted wanted us to meet him Friday night. I know. Because he's going to be here. But it was a really, really great show. He is a performer. That was the most crowded we've seen the grandstand. It was the most full. Yeah. Uh, It's the biggest. uh, It was so Fun. Oh, it was good, and the opening act was good, and they were kind of snacks to look at, and there were the the crowd at the grandstand was very good looking. It was such a perfect night last night because it wasn't too hot or too cold. Yeah, and it the skies were clear. Oh, it's, and we had great great seats. You we were, did, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I I um I like to have seats one, two, and three. I like the end. Well, who I doesn't? Like, yeah, I know. So <laughs> they know my um. I'm such a good it's like frequent buyer. Delta for her. Yeah, I'm a frequent buyer and friend so, of the fair. Friend of the fair. Friend of the grandstand. So anyway, but we it was just it was a blast. Yes. He was just couldn't have been more fun. And then he got he would get down and squat and sing. Now I know that doesn't sound great, but to see it was really. It felt like he was singing <laughs> to you. I Even... mean, it was really something. And then uh, you know, get, getting down on one knee and then showing us his muscled. Beautiful bicep he's, he's rippling, just literally with, chiseled with with the veins popping out. And of how his about arm. Faith on his one yes, arm, and, and then across had, on the other? He said, "I'm lucky enough to be married to Faith Hill." I mean, damn if every woman didn't again explode in estrogen. And I mean, I thought at the end of the night it was a collective orgasm when he lifted his shirt, yes, and showed us his muscled 
hairy, like I'm talking nice hair, all <laughs> over his chest and down his stomach, just for a second. And I mean, that was it. I was just like, okay. That's... We left before that song. Lori, I couldn't see the entire night. I'm Julia. so short. I'm trying to stand on my chair. I'm trying to see between. Yeah. I didn't have your perfect seats. Well, you know what you want to get is you get the plaza leveled. It's just that one up from yeah. the floor. Those are good seats because if you're short, uh, yeah. you're kind of, you can see above everybody. I was everybody. doing a lot of this yeah. and this and this. Oh, so you missed the shirt. I did. Oh. I just can close my eyes and see it. I, I and he did it so fast. There Grant, was, did you see the shirt? I did, and Lily looked right over at me and she said, "Boy, you have some work to do, my friend." <laughs> <laughs> well, he does two a days. Yeah. I bet he spends four hours a day working out. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I praise him. I, I guess this is the sixth time he's played at the grandstand. Really, I've he never said seen him. that they haven't been playing a lot. It's only his second outing this yeah. year. Yeah. Boy, well, he, he was, put on a show. And his band was so fun. And the graphics the graphics that they do at the fair are so great because they have so much space to put up the big screens. Yeah. It was really and pretty. And he, he worked both sides of the stages doing his kneeling and his version of Bend and Snap, I think. I, Lori, <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. That violinist, he, though, was amazing. The violinist oh, and then the guitar player. Both yes. those guys were just energetic. They were great. Yeah, it was It was just... Did he ever take off his cowboy hat? No, we don't he, want him to. Keep the hat on. I mean, I bet Faith has him keep the hat on sometimes. You know what I'm boots. saying? Maybe the boots. <laughs> mm-hmm. He can put the boots under her bed. You he know? was darling. Yeah. He, he was, was darling. And then tonight, it's the chain smokers. Yes. We'll learn about them in the next hour. Okay. I heard some of the... Sound you, check. Sound check we can We hear it from our uh, lovely our location out, yeah. here on this Underwood. This is like a day to come to the fair again because it's not very... There's not, not very m- many people out here, but bring a sweatshirt and maybe a jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let's relive Kevin Costner yesterday for a second. My mom watched it on YouTube. She, she figured it out. How to do it? How to do it. She went to the website, and she just sent me a note. I love him. Oh, no, I love him. <laughs> his voice. His. I was talking to B. Arthur today. His voice is so sexy. He was on. We interviewed him yesterday. Um at 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, if you want to listen to the replay. But he, um, we were talking about, he almost sounds like he has a little bit of a southern accent. But he grew up in California. I mean, he is just Whatever so Whatever it is, yeah. He really. Let's replay the moment when he issued us. us and, me, that he wants to meet us personally and have coffee with us. Tomorrow. And turn well, it up, Grant. Did he say that? No. Oh. It's just been such a treat for us talking to you, Thank um, you. Mr. Kevin Costner. And I hope you're not surprised when we come up on stage Friday night and I start asking you questions. <laughs> we won't. We won't, I promise. Okay, well, there's a bunch of security there, right? I know. They're gonna, they're gonna, all right, okay, We're good. in with the people. Um, <laughs> well, listen, make, make sure you do, to, both of you do come up and say hello. So we I will say hello. We will love it. so much time, and I do... Oh, people come, and I, I'm, I promise we're going to play loud. We're, we're going to um, play the songs that mean something to us. Hopefully, it'll mean something to you. Did you hear him start saying, both of you? Both of you, right. I mean, he really yeah. only wanted to invite me. I know it. And he goes, Jew, both of you. Yeah, right. Oh, that other one. What's her name? <laughs> 
So I'm just going to tape that. Grant sent it to us and play it on our phone for the security people tomorrow yeah, night. Just right. to see if someone believes us. Right, right. I mean, oh, for crying funny. out loud, why not? Yeah, why not, Julia? Why not? It was he's just... Anyway, that was super... I'm excited for that show. I am, too. His band, Modern West, is supposed to be really good. And, geez, I think tickets, I think tickets are... Like really, $28 yeah, or something. Not and, a lot of money. Yeah, but... Uh, hopefully we can see. I have not been able to see for both of the shows I've been to. The first night is behind a 6'5 and a 6'7 person. Why don't you start bringing your Apple cart? <laughs> I'm going to start bringing my, my um, telephone book. <laughs> they don't make them anymore. I know it. <laughs> I know. But that's where you have to buy tickets now is ask for that plaza, yeah. that very first level. Don't give level. it away to everybody else. Well, I mean, you know. I know. I'm going to be a friend of the fair. Yeah, be a friend but of the fair. But you are a heavy user, so you do get good good seats. All right, so we are live at the Minnesota State Fair. Lori and Julia and Grant's head. If you want pictures, you can come up, take pictures with our heads. Um <laughs> We're going to have Larry Farr on today. We're going to talk some fall planting tips. We've got some... Um, we're hoping he has a lot to say. we got to say it. We're dragging today. Tim McGraw took everything out of it. Julia was done after 15 minutes with Kevin Costner yesterday. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't really, have anything left for the show. I didn't. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I blew my watch so early today. No, we got a lot of good stuff going on today. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Thanks, Grant. Was that uh, the Chainsmokers? Yeah, closer. I like that song. Yeah. Yes. Like the one I know. That's, we know, like, is that what we Yeah, I, okay. I listened to a couple of them today. We know a few. Okay. Okay. It's All right, we have a nice crowd here at the fair. Thank you, everybody. Thursday crowds are always, they're getting rowdy, you know, to give them another hour. We're uh, ready for the weekend. Um, so one of the uh, movie premieres that happened this week is for a movie I know I was kind of interested in. I was hoping it was going to be good. The Cinderella with... Um, Camila Cabello. Yeah, Camila Cabello, Adina Menzel, and Billy Porter is the... Mini Driver. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Yeah. And it was written and directed by the woman who d gave us Pitch Perfect... And 30 Rock. And 30 Rock. So, you know, it was like, okay. And it's like supposedly a modern retelling. So right. there's this. Um, uh, it's going to be on Amazon. Yeah. It's not in, I don't not think in it, the theaters. Yeah. So Amazon bought it. But this Jolly, uh, Johnny Alensky from the um, New York Post, he always writes a pretty pretty thorough review and very honest. And I did look at Rotten Tomatoes and it's only sitting at 41%, this Cinderella. So here's what he says. It, this is a horrid, fake, feminist adaptation nobody asked for. Boom. Slam. Slam right out of the door. He said, uh, Kay Cannon, the writer-director, yes. has shattered Cinderella's glass slipper and we, the audience, are forced to walk across the shards barefoot. He did not like this movie, you guys. He said, yes, the new Cinderella movie out Friday on Amazon is that excruciating. The rotten revamp wow. is pseudo-feminist claptrap wow. that begs us to feel empowered when Ella, which is Camila Cabello, short, I guess, for Cinderella, she's... I, way to catch that. I went I, to, I'm like, why'd they rename thanking her? Thanking for the audience. Thank you. Thanks. Anyway, the evil stepmother is now named Vivian, and she's played by Adina Menzel, and she confides to her stepdaughter she's a classically trained pianist who never got to play. Cue the little violins. Then he says, you know, like, 
they they have like modern music. Like apparently Adina Menzel, who's been costumed to look like Amelda Marcos, which I don't know is a compliment, sings Madonna's Material Girl. They sing Queen's Somebody to Love. Okay. So they've got uh, Janet. Modern. The townsfolk sing Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation. I kind of want to see this. I know. And all of the performances, though, Johnny says, are ho-hum. And there's like one, a few original tunes, one sung by Camilla. And um, this Cinderella, he said, it just misses the mark in every way. The dialogue, which blends classical speech in modernisms like she cray is on par with netflix a christmas prince as one of cinderella's help- i love to christmas prince. yeah as one of cinderella's helpful mice james corden he gets the line holy fudge oh okay my and billy porter is all right as the fairy godmother now called fab g but it's a very very small part we don't get enough of fab g okay let me end with this fairy tale once upon a time a movie that was supposed to be released in the theaters was picked up by a streaming service and debuted at the end of a summer when very few people are watching movies anyway. Right. You know the rest. It's a classic. Okay, here's what the, Whoa, here's what, here's what the Star Tribune says. Because they, they do this thing every Thursday, which is pretty cool. It's our critic's guide to what to watch and not watch this weekend. Mm-hmm. So they said about Cinderella is that um, the last line, but this Cinderella is a funny is funny and woman empowering and Camila Cabello is swell. Complete, swell. A complete opposite I review. I think it's going to be kind of fun. You watch it for us I will. and let me know All if right, I, I should watch it. Because I've got... There's rip- the man version of me. Where? <laughs> My brother. Oh, Casey. There he is. Oh, Casey. Hi, Casey. There he is. A cute guy. Oh, God. Look at how cute you look. He never comes to our show. I know. I'm impressed. This is really like Lord. a first. He must, you must you like something. Me. He's he's been missing me. You know. I, I bet you've been busy this week. He she knows. Gone out every night. Yeah, he knows when the fair starts. You know, he'll see me when he sees me, and mm-hmm. usually, you know, he's sleeping. <laughs> so he's missed me. Okay, so Casey, I did not plan this or anything, but. He, you know, when Casey got in this car act, motorcycle accident, he kind of became Rain Man with movies. Yes. I mean, amazing memory. Um, so he of always movies. he always knows, like, good movie trivia. So one Are of, you going to ask me? No, I'm not going to uh, ask you. you no, know I can't compete. But people who um, have really hurt themselves filming movies, and one of them is the late, great Burt Reynolds, who, when he... Um, Smokey he, and the Bandit driving the car? Or? He couldn't work for two years because of an injury that happened on City Heat. Do you remember that show? Of course not. He got hit on the jaw with a metal chair by accident, wow. not a safe prop chair, which gave him jaw. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Issues and it took years and years really to treat. So I don't really remember City Heat, but was it a good movie, Casey? Thumbs up, thumbs down. No, no thumbs down. down. Double thumbs down. Okay, double. So he really didn't like it, but he saw. So it. what a waste to get hurt for yeah. two years on a movie that now, stunk. He really got hurt also when he filmed Deliverance. He cr- I was just gonna. S- he cracked his tailbone on a rock when he was rafting. He didn't fell want, out of the canoe or whatever. He didn't want to have a dummy go down the rapids, so oh. he volunteered to do it himself. The movie allowed it. He hit a rock. Cracked his tailbone, and he said decades later, it still hurt. Okay, so here's a little just sidebar on that. If you fall out of your canoe or raft or something on rapids, make sure you try to go feet first. That's just a little tip. Oh, thank you, Julia. No problem. Jeez. That just was for, a little tip. That was for free, people. That was no charge. Because oh. you don't have your safety helmet on, probably. You want your feet first to block yeah. yourself from the, hitting your head on a rock. Okay. I know that from my, okay. my rafting days. Thank you. Now, here's another one. Russell Crowe. Great movie, I think. Casey, you have to give me thumbs up if you he agree. He will. Cinderella yes, Man. It was a great movie. Cinderella Man. That. Double. The boxing movie. The boxing movie. So he is missing cartilage in his toes because of that movie. It was the result of movie of all the movements he had to make in the fight sequences, playing the boxing, and he jammed up uh, his, his, toes? his feet because of all the, you know, I guess... Start, start, stop, yeah, start, stop. How, how you got to dance, you know, float like a butterfly, sting so, like a bee. <laughs> Just to, you know, I know my Muhammad Ali. And uh, here's one. Okay, Wow. I don't know if I care about that one don't, enough. Don't do that one. Oh, here's one. Helena Bonham Carter okay. perforated uh, this dude's uh, eardrum in Harry Potter. Bellatrix, if you know Harry Potter, she threatens Neville Longbottom. She poked his ear with his wand just as he moved. And Ouch. Yeah. Nice Ouch. co-star. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, there anyway, we go. That's all I George got for you. George Clooney. Remember his... his si- Oh, fluid. and Syriana. Yeah. He, broke, he did something to his back. His neck, some fluids, his spinal fluid was dripping or something. I'm sure I have that wrong. You got parts of it right, though, and that's good enough for us, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're live at the Minnesota State Fair. It's Lori and Julia. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. It's a great day at the Minnesota State Fair. We're so delighted to be here with one of our favorites. Larry Farr is with us in his Get to Growing segment. Has just become a fan favorite. And, Lori, you were gone I decided I was going to try to do some some landscape work in my yard. And I was, um, unfortunately, at the wrong store where I didn't get personalized help because I needed some mulch. And I ended up buying rubber mulch, like yeah. for a playground. And I started to put it out, and I'm like, this does not feel or smell like mulch. It smells <laughs> like tires. And I'm like, what am I doing? And so Larry Farr was on that day. And I'm like, why? What do I do about the rubber mulch? So the back of his shirt, Grant says, "Just say no to rubber mulch." <laughs> <laughs> May seventh, and it was Brittany was on for you that day, yeah. and I, you're like, I'm like, what? A, 
goofball because you should say no always because of all the everything, the gasoline and all the bad products in it. So, Larry, well you did it. And we ended that segment with me saying, if this was back in May, I said, if there is a state fair, I know what I'm going to put on my T-shirt. I can't believe you year. did that. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast today, but I remember saying that, that. and making a T-shirt. So That's yes, so great. Folks, just say no to rubber mulch for all sorts of reasons. Okay, so besides the obvious, it's just so horrible for the environment. It's just rubber tires that are going to degrade into the soil. It smells, especially I'm when so it's hot. sometimes. I and know. it blows and it blows away on windy days. They used to put this, when it first came out, they were putting it in parking lots everywhere. Or not parking lots, playgrounds for kids. Yes, I remember. And now they're ripping it out. Because yeah. It's, just, because it's, it's so awful. Yeah. Huh. They should be banned from selling it. Yes. They should. All right. So you're here and you're going to help us. Are you chilly up here? No, I am. But I'm always warm. So Are this you? is perfect. All right. Oh, my God. I mean, Julia is We've like. We've got headwinds she, up here. She's trying to be incognito, but really, really. I know she's just I'm cold. Freezing. Yeah. The full oh. winter coat on, the hood up. I do. It's, I have an, it's cold. It's cold. People are. It's windier up here. Okay. So. Tell us a little bit about fall planting. Oh, I, do we have to say goodbye to summer no, plants and baskets? You don't have to say bye to it, but he's just going to give us some tips. Yeah, we don't have ready. to say goodbye to it. But uh, yeah, you know what? Fall is actually a better time to do a lot of planting than spring. The reason being is well, if you think about our trees, our shrubs, our evergreens, our perennials, in the spring, we have warming air temperatures, but we have cold soil. Yeah. You flip that to fall, we have really warm soil and cool cooling air temperatures, especially at night, which actually helps roots get growing faster. It helps the plants establish faster. And the thing about planting for fall, you just have to water it now until free it freezes. Right. Or if you planted something back in May, shrubs and stuff like that, you've you been watering it. them all summer long. And you might be long. covering them and doing yeah. all kinds of and stuff. I, and I, I love pl- this. And I planted some uh, shrubs in June at the farm, and I actually dug one up to look at the roots and see what it was doing. It actually looked like it exactly came out of the container. So all that plant was doing was just trying to take up water all summer long. So it's actually... Fall is, in many ways, better oh. to get out there and get stuff done. I love knowing this because I didn't do stuff at the beginning of spring, so now I can start. Because well, I, I do need Because he some, told us that. Yeah. I remember you told us that. You're like, well, you know, really the fall is going to be the better time for you to like plant your tulips and yep. do your bulbs or... And that's one of the things you can get, you know, we talk about spring blooming bulbs. As we head into October, that's the time to get these in the ground. So okay. your tulips, your daffodils, your crocus, um, your... Um, all of those bulbs that bloom in the spring, October is when you want to put them in. And if you have a problem with deer and rabbits, which um, they, People eat, do. they eat tulips like it's a salad buffet. Right. And, yeah. You want to plant. The best way to prevent them from eating your tulips in the spring is not to plant tulips. That sounds really kind of blunt, but you just plant other things. There's um, daffodils, which they will stay away from. Um, there's alliums. There's alliums. Is allium the purple ball? Yeah, the I big, love those. Big, oh, those are beautiful. And there's so many different alliums out there that if you plant different varieties, you can have them blooming from about mid-May all the way into July. Really? And then... Um, then the perennial allium, which are perennial that comes up year after year, those will kick in. So right now I've got garlic chives blooming at the farm. That's the last one blooming. And all of these alliums, whether it's the bulb or the perennial, the honeybees and other pollinators go crazy for them. Absolutely crazy. Okay, so my um, daffodils, they were so dead around the bottom. It was just all dead. They barely bloomed this summer. Is it just because I didn't water them? 
Um, <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, it could, I've just gotten to the chase. Is no, it just, probably not because you didn't water them, I mean, but they, it does help to put some fertilizer around them when you plant them. You don't put it in the hole with them. You put it on top, like a bulb food. There's lots of bulb foods out there. That really does make a difference. Oh, yeah. They just didn't bloom this year. Yep. So they should they bloom. Another thing about tulips tend to fizzle out after a yeah. couple of years. Daffodils will keep coming back year after year, and the clumps can often get bigger. They're huge, but nothing blooms. So they may just took a year off, fertilize them. All right. See what happens next spring, and then All right. uh, give them some fertilizer. The other thing on these bulbs, especially with tulips and daffodils, is you have early season, mid-season, and late season. Now, you can't circle a date on the calendar. It just depends on the year. But the early ones um, can bloom three weeks or four weeks before the late season one. So whenever the season starts, the early blooming tulips and daffodils will be first. But they're also a lot shorter. So they're shorter because they're not having to grow as much to start blooming. And the flowers tend to be smaller. So you can look for early, mid, and late season ones and extend it out for about six weeks, the bloom period. I wish you would just come over and do it. You know, I mean, that sounds you know, like so much work. For, for you, just order me a pizza and I'll come over. I'm going to. I'm going to take you to, up on that. You don't even have to make it. You're just going to order it. You can buy oh. a frozen pizza. Oh, no, I'd buy a good one for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we are thinking about, you know, um, evergreens, what about planting, like, trees? You kind of talked about the shrubs and stuff. Is that the same thing with planting an evergreen or grass? Or um, what? We can break that down. Okay. So, um, shrubs... Shrubs, perennials, and trees, you can plant all the way until the ground freezes. So you can go well into November with those. Evergreens take a little bit longer to get growing. So you really want to have them in the ground by about um, mid-September, maybe later September. Uh, They take a little bit longer to get uh, used to the location that they're in. So keep them, uh, get them in earlier, but also on all of these things, because we're still in a drought, you have to keep everything watered. Not only the things you're planting in the fall, but those things that you planted, you know, in spring and summer, keep them watered until the ground freezes. Um, When it comes to your lawn, now is the best time of the year to put down grass seed. And you really got a couple more weeks. Okay, let me ask you. So if you have like that crabgrass that sprouted up, you know, when there was, I didn't water my lawn. We were on a water restriction. It was brown. The crabgrass came. Do you take all that out? Do you pull that out first and then put in the grass seed? No, you'll wait. In that case, you're going to wait for it to freeze and that grass will go away. It's an annual grass. Oh, so, I didn't know that. So Do you, people know that? Am I just. Yeah, so it's an annual grass. It comes up every year. But in that case, you could wait for it to freeze. And then it'll die down. You could actually do dormant seeding. So dormant grass seeding is you wait until the ground is frozen slightly um, or, you know, it's like for below 50 degrees. Okay. And let's say that it doesn't have to be frozen, but it's below 50 degrees. It's not going to get warm out. You put the grass seed on and that grass seed is just going to sit there until next spring. Do I water it? Nope. No. No, you do nothing. Oh. You just put the grass seed down and make sure it's not on this, the slope. This sounds like your kind of planting. Yeah, you're going to wait until the gra- soil is at least 50 degrees or below okay. in temperature. And then you're going to put this grass seed on. Make sure you've got seed to soil contact so you'll rake that uh, crabgrass away because the grass seed has to touch the soil. And then uh, you'll just wait until spring. It'll give you about a three-week jump start in the spring to go out and get stuff done. Wow, so that's dormant that. seeding, but you want to wait until the soil's cold enough because if you put it down that late and starts growing and then gets cold, it won't survive the winter. All right, look at that. This I hope is, you're taking notes, I Julie. did. You know taking, I did. She is taking notes. You know I did. I know. Okay, what about fall planters in window boxes? Yeah, and you know what? You Now's the time, mum season. 
um, right. mum season, um, flowering kale, um, all of that. When you're planting those fall planters, you don't have to rip everything out. If you've got some things that look good, leave them in and just put in the other All plants. of my stuff looks great. Then you just oh, leave it. Bragger. I'm sorry. Bragger. But they do. Um, mm-hmm. You do not have to replace the soil in the fall like you do in the spring because these plants are only going to be in the container for about six weeks or so. Right. So you don't need to add new potting soil, and you also don't need to fertilize I them. I just in buy the, the pots and stick them in my things that I, I've ripped, you know, the flowers out of. I or buy the bushel basket. Yeah. With mums in, and I plop them around. I leave my other containers are still looking really good too. Yeah. I just until leave them in place. until yeah. it's like a hard frost and they're dead. And then I clean everything up and I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I got. I have a question from a listener. They have to take down their ash tree because of the ash disease. What's a good tree, solid, quick growing tree that you could plant instead? Um, quick growing. I lo- I love lindens. Um, the, which is also called the basswood. And the reason I love them, um, well, there's lots of reasons. One, they're a fantastic shade tree, but they also bloom in, uh, I think it's about July. And one linden, one full-size linden or basswood tree, when it's in bloom, equals one acre of wildflowers for the pollinators. <gasps> That's how much it puts out. So as a beekeeper, amateur beekeeper, right. there's, there's linden and basswood honey. Um, so this is... Uh, you can plant those, a great shade tree, and great for the honeybees. You can find linden honey. If you go down to the, oh, yeah. hor- right. the agriculture horticulture building here, you'll see linden honey, which is really kind of a blonde color honey, because that's what the bees are eating is the um, linden right. nectar. And then when you see dark, almost molasses-colored honey, that's from buckwheat. So what the bees' nectar they eat right. determines the the color and the flavor of the honey. Okay. They, they taste dramatically different. Yeah. I believe you. All right. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're with Larry Farr, who um, has a wonderful Facebook page. Get Growing with Larry Farr. Mm-hmm. And an Instagram page. Uh, Get Growing MN. Uh-huh. And you usually see him on KSTP Channel 5. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're live at the great Minnesota get-together, the Minnesota State Fair. If you're here, stop by and see us. We're right up from the Kitty Kitty Ride area on Underwood. Um, we've got Larry Farr with us. Larry's Get to Growing. No, get Growing. Get Growing. Close enough. Or Get to Going. <laughs> it's like a tier line. You're getting it mixed up. Yeah. I know, I'm getting it mixed up. So, Larry, we, wh- one more thing. What are we supposed to be doing in our veg- vegetable gardens right now? I know the uh, cucumbers went crazy this year. Cucumbers were crazy. For me, peppers were phenomenal. This was not a good year for tomatoes for me, but you know, I've got plenty. Um, but you can still get out besides cleaning out the garden. What you want to do now is think about all those things you plant in the spring. It could be lettuce, peas, radish, all the things that like cool weather in the spring. You can go back and plant those now. So beets you can still put in. Um, Serious? Baby carrots, if they're the little bitty carrots, you can get in. And then the other thing that you definitely want to plant now in the fall, and I brought some for you because I never show up empty-handed. Uh, he doesn't. Mid-October. <gasps> Look at that. Mid-October is the time to get garlic. So, Oh, fresh from your garden. Fresh from the garden. Oh, my garlic. gosh, Larry. This was harvested and It's back got little pubic hair on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Raised in Lesur, yes. <laughs> and I've even got one for Grant. Oh, Grant. Yeah. Grant. Ah, thank you. Jingle bells. There okay, you go. Jingle bells. Or jingle bells? Is that what you said? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's, you know, we're so, sick that way. So uh, mid-October is when you want to put garlic in the ground. You don't want to use the garlic that you find in the grocery store. You should either visit a garden center or order online. It's hardneck garlic. Hardneck. Hardneck, which is different than in the grocery stores, which is softneck. You plant it in October. You throw some leaves and straw on it. Um, you fertilize it in the spring, and you harvest it in July, and it's the easiest thing you can grow in your garden. Oh, my. Do I, squirrels or rabbits like it? No. no. They stay away from it. It's in the Allium family, like what we were oh, talking about okay. before. Oh, wow. so, um, Yeah. Super easy to grow, and it, it tastes really, it's different than what you buy in the grocery store. I'm so store. excited to try it on something. So I was worried you were going to say you brought us garlic? No. No, no. no. I'm so excited to have fresh garlic. Like, I never, never knew. i had garlic I never from knew it grew on a stick. That's the hardneck part of it. Is, oh, yeah. is that? I thought you stuck that in there. Does that really help? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Gross? Yeah. yeah that's Does this right. grow underground like we, this? We're yeah. city girls. I <laughs> yes, mean, under- has anyone, I've never seen fresh... I've never seen it. It grows underground, and uh, that stick that you're holding onto was actually like 30 inches long. So I just cut that back. I harvested it in July. It's been in a shed drying, and I just cut it down a couple nights ago and bundled it up for you, and here we are. I'm we thrilled. had no Thank you. idea. We thought that garlic came from the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and well. even better, chopped up in a jar. Jar, right. <laughs> okay, so tell us, you went to the, you're so warm, you went to the barns. Tell us what's going on. Well, it was changing of the animals at the yes. barn, but I always like to go and compare. He has a farm. He grew up on a farm, Larry Farr, and he's our farm boy. Yeah, well, he knew he's animal husbandry is yeah. what he knows. Yeah, so I grew up on a farm and uh, lived in the city for 30 plus years and moved back to the farm where I grew up five years ago. Has it been fifth, five years? My fifth summer and at he's, the farm. And he's been on our show every year but one since and we've we, been out this here. This is, I think, our 18th fair. Yeah. And you were on at least 17 And we'd make Larry come on Labor Day when we couldn't talk, and we would just put him with a microphone and say, okay, just you got a half an hour. Stuff. We'll wind you up. We're, we're just going to nod. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I should add, it does not take much winding. <laughs> right. Right. We've noticed. Don't worry. We don't need to get any words in right now. So tell us about the barn action. So I went down there today. It's a changing of the animals. So this okay, is when all the current animals are leaving. They clean the barns out. Who's leaving? Um, it might be the open class animals, and then the FFA or 4-H animals are coming now. Okay. They'll, they'll what, start arriving tomorrow. Okay, whatever. But, that means so well, it could be anything any animal yep all the animals were leaving but two highlights from my trip down there first of all is this year's biggest boar oh guess how much uh and his name is in-law oh guess, weird that's like a horse uh, name yeah guess how much uh, and he's five years old guess a how boar. much oh. i'm gonna guess um 1650 i'm gonna guess 2100 1320. Oh, we both, both went, went over, over and no one won the double showcase. But, but <laughs> the highlight of the trip going down there was walking back up to the turkey 
booth to get a turkey sandwich. How one of my good was fa- it? Oh, those phenomenal. things are good. I need uh, to get one of those. Uh, but while I was standing there waiting to get my sandwich, I heard someone yell and scream behind me. I turned around and looked, and a turkey, which was being loaded out to take home, had escaped. And this turkey <laughs> ran across the street to the turkey booth, stopped <laughs> at the edge of the curb. It looked up at the turkey booth and sat there for a little bit, nodding its head back and forth, turned, around and, turned, turned around and ran the other direction. I oh. wish you would have had that. That is oh so funny. God. It would have been such good TV. But that I, would I have. A, you know, in line, I couldn't get my phone out, but yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, that's yeah. hysterical. And then uh, I checked uh, this year's biggest pumpkin, because usually the pig and the pumpkin are pretty close to the same weight. Okay. Um, this year's pumpkin came in at 1,104.5 pounds. Wow. So I saw that pumpkin. Like, it, was be- it was a beauty. Oh, there's a couple hundred pounds difference. Usually they're closer than that. Right. It can be sometimes just 50 or 75 pounds between a big pumpkin and yeah. a big pig. But the yeah. pumpkins were in the seed building. They're in the agriculture, agriculture building. Okay. Yeah. You, you did both. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did a lot. Okay. Since I saw you on the bus, I, I did a lot you, of running around. You've got a lot of action going on. Did you see, are the llamas here today? I think today and Friday are the llamas. I saw them. Yeah. yeah they are the, I love llamas. I want a blue ribbon one showing a llama down uh, on a Thursday or Friday. I'd wear a skirt and cowboy boots and, and, and a My Talk t-shirt. And then like a little Western thing and a cowboy hat. And my friend Kelly asked me if I would show the llama and... It was beautiful, but I mean, I was like in a ring with other llamas and llama people. And remember, I remember telling me, and Julia, my llama had to poop. It did. It was. It had to raise. Well, we tail. were going around, and it just like outshot like a bunch of tootsie rolls. They're they're not big, and they just shot out. And I was kind of tugging and apologizing <laughs> to the judge. I'm sorry. And, and the, I'm sorry to bring. And the paper. judge is like, stop. And that's all he said. And I was like, oh. So he stopped when he finished. Just let him do his business. But they did not hold it against the llama. And the llama won a blue ribbon. Apparently they've seen that before. Yeah. Yes, they've seen llamas go to the bathroom. That wasn't the first time. Oh, but Lori's like, Julia, my llama pooped right then and there when I was getting judged. I was just humiliated. (laughs) I mean, for me and the llama, I just, they didn't tell me about this when I had my llama 101 training. So back when my... uh, my parents are both passed away now, but my dad always said when he was retired, he was going to have workhorses like the Belgians. And oh, I love those. Right. They were here a few days ago. Yeah, and he actually did that. He had lots of those big horses. They're would, so huge. And I would help him do parades and stuff. And, of course, they would poop in the oh. parade, and I would be having to get off with the bucket and scoop it and listen to the audience clap and cheer and yell. I mean, they got more excited about the person picking up horse poop than they did about the uh, marching bands and the clowns, but it was always so humiliating. Oh, yeah. Oh, always. Yeah, because it's not little. And I also think that the horses held it. Like, let's wait until... Larry gets back there. Yeah. Let's make him Mm -hmm. go... Oh, that's so... Do you have any siblings? Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, but you were the poop... You were the poop catcher. Yeah, well, any, whoever was helping my dad that yeah. day was anybody was Larry, the poop catcher. Larry, why did why did people like the the Belgians and those big draft horses or whatever? Are those the animals that in back in the olden days did all the heavy farm work? They did all the farm work. They okay. they planted, they cultivated, they harvested, they hauled the manure from the other animals out yeah. in the field. They did all the work. If you've never stood next to one, or I, and I've I, only stood yeah. when they've been in the barn, but I mean, I they're so... They're huge. Yeah. Huge. 
And that damn wheel changed everything. That invention didn't it? It did. It did. And yep. Did you ever? Could you? Could you? Can you ride them? Oh, uh, we had one that we used to ride around the yard a little bit, but we didn't. They're you know, not no, for but, people. But my dad would do parades and weddings and um, oh. events and stuff like that. But he also had all the farm equipment, so he would have a small plot of land that he would plant with them and cultivate with them and wow. do all that. So yeah, it was. Uh, oh. I'm, he always said he was going to do it when he retired. But, yeah. Uh, he luckily started earlier. I'm glad he didn't wait until retirement. Sure. Anything. No yeah, kidding. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's so cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Well, we so appreciate you coming here. Tell everyone how to follow you again. On Facebook, you can find me at Get Growing with Larry Farr, and Instagram is Get Growing MN. I love your Insta. I do too. You really post I great do too. pictures. And you have such good energy, and we adore you, and all these great tips. And I'm, I'm thinking of the best pizza. I might make one for you when you come over. Sounds great. Lesseur is so close to Woodbury. <laughs> It'll be just. Just come over for the afternoon, Larry, and help me. Thank, Thank you, you, ladies. Honey. All right, we're live from the Chanhassen uh, stage at the Minnesota State Fair. We are sponsored by Hammonix Interior Solution as well. We will take a quick break and be right back.